Lakers have been very busy the last few days in free agency, bringing back Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura, and D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell. They've also added more players, including former Heat guard Gabe Vincent, to a roster that was recently in the Western Conference Finals. The question everybody needs to know the answer to, Slick, maybe the most important question of the day. Yeah. LeBron James, we don't want to waste his career. The Lakers yeah. definitely don't. But there is a sizable gap, at least there was, a four-game <laughs> gap between the Lakers and the Nuggets. Lakers got swept by the Denver Nuggets in not a pretty fashion. Have the Lakers closed that gap, some of it at least? No. Mm. No. No. Because they have not solved the problem that is Nikola Jokic. Who is going to defend him or change, the, change his game? Who's going to stop him from being a triple-double machine? And I would go even beyond that. I would say they haven't solved the problem of their nucleus. The combination of Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, mm. and Aaron Gordon. Mm. Like, how do you match up to minimize the impact that those guys have? Because as I was hearing earlier in the show, you can get role players to fit around the stars if you have the right stars. And I believe that while losing Bruce Brown is, is a loss. That's Jeff loss. Green not being there. It's a loss. It's yeah. a loss. loss. But I know that they're very high on their rookie last year who didn't play Peyton Watson. Uh, Christian Brown got great Brown. experience. Yeah. 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 And there's also maybe the most important element, which is when you've won a championship together, we saw this with the Golden State Warriors. There is no situation that feels too big for you. You understand what it takes to execute in those situations. Your stars understand how to have everybody in the right place and what you, when you need to play hard, when you can, when you can back off, when, when the most important times in the game are. I can't underscore the value of the Denver Nuggets now having that in, that in their pocket with their star players. Now Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic are not going to look at a single issue situation where they go, oh, how do we do this? Like, we know how to do this. We have already done it. Haven't LeBron James and Anthony Davis also done that? Yeah. Many, many years ago, yes. Many, many years ago? <laughs> ago. It'll, be four, it'll be four years by the time Me- we get to the final Did you next forget? Year. Did you forget in four years? Like. What? No, but, but physically, am I counting on that LeBron James... Okay, now we're rolling it forward. Now we're rolling it forward. But I'm just no, saying, no, no, like, no. LeBron has LeBron championship experience, year? and Anthony Davis and LeBron James have championship experience together. They just won one four years ago. Right. So, But is I, LeBron I James you. the same player he uh, was? Up then? here, yes. Up here, yes. Mm. I'm not discrediting that. I also disagree with solving uh, Jokic. Nobody's solving Jokic. It's a waste of time. There is no Jokic solver. <laughs> No chance. There's, there's not. Just forget that. Yoke Account for him doing exactly what he does every night and worry about everything underneath that, all the rest of it. I don't think that they got significantly closer. I think they, they, they made good moves in retaining who they retained. I think that was important. Rui was like a solver for a quarter. I do obviously love the addition of, of Gabe Vincent. I think that the rest of the additions are nice as well. I, I don't know that the Nuggets look. You can Bruce Brown. Sometimes it's just one of those players. Your mm-hmm. stars are going to do what you what they do. But the Nuggets were ten and zero when he scored twelve or more points. They were thirteen and one in the postseason when he had a positive plus minus. He averaged twelve points per game in the postseason. It, it, maybe someone steps up into that role. You like know, Porter who knows? Junior? People do that. I, not the name I would have said, but sure. <laughs> like, someone, someone else can do that. 
in theory. I, I think that you have to play the games a really long season. I like the additions that they made, but I, I think that the Lakers are, they still were in the Western Conference Finals. Like, I'm, I'm going to bang that drum. They were in the Western Conference Finals. It's a long season. There's a lot of things that can happen. But the nucleus of Anthony Davis and LeBron James is a, is a really strong nucleus to have. I think they got better. I think they closed the gap. I do feel you, though, where Paul's. I do feel what he's saying as far as they don't have that, that big-time guy in the post, right, to, to contain or at least help defend so, Jokic, right? Because we, we learned that AD don't want to do that. AD really wants to play the four and have a five where he can help out with. Mm-hmm. The same way when they won the championship in the bubble where they had uh, Jamal McGee and, yeah, yeah. and they had Dwight Howard, Howard. Yep. was kind of more of the muscle on Jokic, and he came to help out on the, on the opposite side. So I do think they, they, they closed the gap, but not, I guess, too close because they don't have that, that big guy in the middle. Mm-hmm. I, I do like, for, for a second, just talking about the, the, the new additions. Mm-hmm. The big piece was Austin Reeves when they signed him back. Because I thought and a lot a of reasonable people number too. And a reasonable number. Yeah. He got 50? Mm-hmm. I thought he was getting way more than 50. If guys like Dylan Brooks is getting 80, I yep. thought he would at least get more than 50. Mm-hmm. And then now you, you sign D-Lo back, right? And you, and you sign Gabe Vincent. Yep. Now you have two point guards that saw that can score and they can shoot the ball. Where now you trade that for Dennis Schroeder, where he couldn't shoot the ball as much. You have someone on the bench that can score. So I like what the, what, what the Lakers are doing. I truly do. The question for me isn't even as much about the new additions, but will the players that they retain get better? Like, will will Achimura take the next step? Will Austin Reeves take the next step? That's really what I'm more interested in. Like, we talk about the new sexy pieces, and that's great. Gabe Vincent, some people think Hayes might take a step with LeBron James. He's a Texas guy. I've been following his career for a while. But I don't care about that. I care about, will Austin Reeves go from averaging 15 a game to 22 a game? Will Achimura go from being a guy who's a a shining star on occasionally to a guy who you can consistently count on Mm. night in and night out? It's not Mm. just about a guy having a splash. I'm old enough to have not forgotten THT. Remember, Mm. Horton Tucker, oh, he's going to be the next guy. LeBron got hurt for part of that season. He stepped in. He got a bag, three years, $33 million. We thought he was going to be the second coming, and he went and gone. That's a great point. So I need to see Austin Reeves continue to develop. That, to me, Shady, would mean more than any of the additions. So but I feel like they will get better. Because, like, for a second, watching LeBron James play off the ball, I always talk about this. It was, like, crazy to see. I've never seen it before. And they, the Lakers did it so well with Austin Reeves, the pick-and-roll game with AD. Mm-hmm. So imagine having a whole year of that this year coming mm-hmm. up. The confidence. I, I truly think they'll but be a better about- team. And another thing is, like, we didn't even know much about Austin Reeves, sure. right? right? Which is a blessing and a curse. Exactly. No, no, no. Blessing it, it, and it a curse. It is. So, but now, but now when you become a player, right, yeah. it gets harder defense-wise. Yes. But yes. on the other side, it gets easier because now we're going to design plays for you. Right. We see what you do best. We're going to try to work within your capabilities. So... Let me throw True this. True story. Let me throw this. And, and last thing, Hakim Moore, he came in before the deadline. Yeah. So imagine being there with the whole team. Yeah. Now you yeah. know what they expect. What's he do best? Mm-hmm. And as a coach, you put these players in position to, to, to do well, to succeed. So I don't see why, why they can't succeed on, on this new year. The continuity part is a big part of it. Yeah. I think having this crew from the beginning of the year, for sure. This is the question they have about Austin Reeves, and I'm a big Austin Reeves fan. But as we know... He, for a young player, for an undrafted, unknown player, that dude got to the free throw line a lot. Okay. He was able to he, – he took more free throws last year. He averaged more free throws last year than Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving, or Darius Garland. Think about that. Now, some of that is, to Acho's point, like a lack of familiarity with this is what he does. 
So defensively, if I'm not jumping and getting him on the foul line, now he's got to shoot over me. That changes the dynamic a little bit. But this, this is my biggest point, which is not going to be popular on this side of the table, I would imagine. <laughs> which is, I don't know about the nucleus. I don't mm. know if it's still mm. a championship caliber nucleus. Because as it stands, and I look at this roster, LeBron James is still my go-to guy with the game on the line. Who else am I going to to make that shot, to take that shot? And he had two opportunities in the final minutes against the Denver Nuggets, and he did not come through. So if he's not, and he's not capable, and look, he's going to be 39 years old. Like, think about how many teams are counting on a 39-year-old go-to guy to win a championship. It generally doesn't happen. And I don't mean that as any disrespect great, to what LeBron has done. great, you will, though. But that, that, I'm, I'm less concerned about the supporting cast and what AD and LeBron are going to be wow. at the heart of it. If they're going to be good enough against the other nuclei. Well, I mean, they're going to have to be healthy. This is all contingent. Which is always on, a question. Which, mm-hmm. is, which is the same question for every star yeah, yeah. duo around the league. If you're missing one of your stars, you're probably not going to win. Maybe a little more so for these two, though, based on history and age. Sure, sure. It's, it's a slightly higher concern AD level. AD do get wild with the injuries. I do, I do understand that. But we're basing all of these predictions and all of these on-paper uh, evaluations on the idea that the entire team is going to be healthy, and we know that's not going to happen. True. It's, it's just not. The Nuggets actually might have been the healthiest team. True. Yeah. And, and, yeah. That, and that helped. And listen, this, whatever, that's, that's lots of different reasons. Some of it's just luck. Who cares? You yep. won. It doesn't matter. You have to have things break your way. But yeah, this is all, of course, contingent on health. But you can only, there's only so many high-level players. Like, when we do this fantasy basketball thing where we're like, this player would do better here, like, you're not going to go kidnap them from the other team and put them on your roster. Mm. You have to do what you can do with the money and what's available. And I think that they've done a nice job. Baseball is in full swing, and so is flipping bats. This all-star game, join us in Seattle for the best views of the Midsummer Classic. The wall, it's gone. We'll be doing live pregame shows and live postgame shows for both the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. So join us for two amazing nights, July 10th and 11th. To celebrate the best players in the game, tune in and follow us on FoxSports.com, the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Irving staying in my hometown of Dallas. Yes, Slick, I have confirmed I was born in Dallas. The eight-time All-Star reportedly agreed to a three-year, $126 million deal. Kyrie, he played 20 games for Dallas after being traded middle of the season, but now back with Luka Doncic for a season. An incredible topic, incredible answers up for us. Joy, did the Mavericks make a mistake committing to Kyrie Irving? Absolutely not. This was the whole point of the trade. You could do a lot worse than Kyrie Irving at your number two. Kyrie Irving's not responsible for the defense not being good last year in Dallas. The defense was bad before Kyrie Irving got there. Kyrie's going into, what, year 13? We know what Kyrie Irving is. Kyrie Irving is not going to be what make, makes or breaks the Dallas Mavericks. It's Luka's team. Luka is the young player. Luka is responsible for coming in in shape. Luka is the one that's responsible for getting better on the defensive end of the floor, playing both sides of the ball. Luka is the leader in the face of the organization. 
Kyrie, this is, he came to Luca's team. Kyrie's going to do what Kyrie does. As long as Kyrie does what Kyrie does and Luca continues to develop, they'll be in a good space. But the, it's, it's on the organization to fill out the rest of this roster. I don't like blaming players that you know exactly what somebody is on the floor and then they're responsible for being something that they're not. Mm. He's not a terrible defensive player, but he can't be responsible for Luca not playing defense. Why is that his fault? I think it's a good move, and like I said, you could do a lot better, a lot worse, I'm sorry, than Kyrie at the, at the number two. Yeah, I, I love what, they, what they're doing over there. They signed Kyrie Irving, which I thought they would do. I think him and Luka together is a great combination. I think they have to do a better job of filling out the roster, getting some size, and getting some defense. I think you got the scores with Kyrie and Luka. Now you bring in some, some, some bigs, some scores, some guys that can stretch the floor a little bit, and then you make it like a, a hard to guard, where you got so much space, you got kick-out shooters, and you got, and you got some defense. You do that, I think the Mavericks are, are, are a good team. Yeah, they, they didn't have much choice. I mean, they made the big trade to get him. They weren't going to go out and get somebody better with the same amount of money. It wasn't like they had that. They're, they're signing him to bird rights. They have the ability to pay him this kind of money. It's not like they had that money available to go out in free agency and find other talent. Yeah. So it, it, it's really, it's simply extending what they did when they made the trade. Now, 42 million a year and for three years you know Kyrie once he gets comfortable sometimes he likes to do his own thing and that makes me a little nervous that you gave him that much rope you but, knew that before you traded for him yeah well but here's but here's true. true true but he was on his best behavior because he was becoming a free agent like we got three years now at 40 per right if I was if it was two years then with a team option, I think it's two years with a player option, so essentially three years for him. I just, I don't, I don't want the leash that long on Kyrie. I want him thinking I got to keep playing in order to get my next Shady, time. what's the difference in an elite athlete's behavior when they've just gotten paid versus when they're trying to get paid that contract year? Come on. Yeah. Come I mean, on. Just being honest, I've been there. When I've got paid, the next year wasn't as good. Why? And I think it's like the, the risk factor's not there. It's like, okay, when, when you don't have that money, you're willing to do whatever it takes. If I got to go to sleep early the night, the night before, I'm doing that. If I got to be on time, I'm doing that. Doing everything so I get the money. And then when you get it, it's like, whew, mm. right? And then you kind of slack a little bit. I'm going to be five minutes late, coach won't trip. I might miss price, coach won't trip. Where before you had the money, you was way different. So I think this is an athlete, this is our nature. We kind of get, I think, this complacent. With the type of money. But also, there's some guys like LeBron and Curry's. They don't, they turn it up. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download the Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. Welcome back, family. Now let's get to the NFL. Dak Prescott, he's been a star face of the league for a while now, but he's coming off a season where he threw a career-high 15 interceptions. Keep in mind, 
He didn't start every game because he got hurt. Head coach Mike McCarthy, he took over as the offensive play caller. Cowboys made some huge additions to the roster. Offensively, Brandon Cooks was added. Brandon Cooks at wide receiver, six 1,000-yard receiving seasons with, I believe, four different quarterbacks. It's pretty unheralded and unheard of. Well, reports say that Dak Prescott's time is ticking for the Cowboys. That was in a recent article, which got me thinking, what in the world do we need to see from Dak Prescott this season? For me, it is simple. I don't need to see a number one offense. We've already seen that. I don't need to see an MVP vote. We have already seen that. I don't need to see the Cowboys make the playoffs. We've already seen that. I don't need to see Dak Prescott win a playoff game. Truth be told, already seen that. I don't need to see Dak Prescott own the one seed. Already have seen that. What I want to see from Dak this season, and this is it, don't be the reason your team loses the playoff game. Mm -hmm. I don't even care if you do lose the playoff game. Just don't be the reason your team loses it. Mm. Think about Josh Allen 2021 versus the Cincinnati Bengals, excuse me, versus the Kansas City Chiefs. They do end up losing in overtime, but Josh wasn't the reason they lost. Josh Allen's performance and his play, it was above reproach. You can look at the Bills losing and you can blame everybody except for Josh Allen. I don't care if the Cowboys win a Super Bowl this year. That's hard to do. 31 teams will leave this season disappointed. All I want to see from Dak, don't be the reason your team loses. But Joy, what do you need to see from Dak Prescott this season? A miracle. If I said, what do you need to see from Kirk Cousins this year, would you be like, nah, we're not doing that today? (laughs) Joy, come on. I know it's 4th of July, but like we got other stuff to talk about. Dak Prescott is not that talented. We've seen that. He's good enough to get the team to the playoffs. Kirk does that. He's good enough to win a playoff game. Kirk does that. He's good enough to have a high-flying offense, good regular season record, win a division. And all those things are, are inherently good things. They make you a franchise quarterback. You will get paid doing that. You will get endorsements doing that. You will be the face of a franchise doing that. But we don't have to talk about you as if you are a Super Bowl contender doing that. Clarify something for me and for the viewers, because some Cowboys fan at home mm. is going to clip off this quote. Dak Prescott is not that talented. When you say that talented, that what it? are you saying? To get to it? an NFC championship game. Forget talking about a Super Bowl. Get to an NFC championship game. Dak has been the reason why they have lost multiple years against the same team. So I think Dak is a, a great face of an organization. I think he does a tremendous job being the face of the Dallas Cowboys, which I think is an actually a very difficult thing to do Correct. outside of just what you have to do between the lines. Hmm. I think he's talented enough to win regular season games, to win the division, to put up big numbers, to get to the playoffs, to win a playoff game. He's done all those things. But we talk about this team like they should be Super Bowl contenders. Why? Do we talk about the Vikings like they're Super Bowl contenders? No, we don't. We don't, because they get to the postseason and they disappoint. And why do they get to disappoint in the postseason? Hmm. I bet Slick has the answer. <laughs> I feel like I'm listening to a eulogy. This is to you. There you for go. Dak Prescott. Um, I am not going to completely close the door on uh, his capability. I should have back to Shady. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shady's going to get there anyway. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll get back to it. Um, I agree with you. He, he needs to remind me, in a macro sense, he needs to remind me more of Matt Stafford than Kirk Cousins. And I say Matt Stafford because they're getting paid the same amount, as is Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Those three are on par. Dak Prescott should be better. I should feel as if he's better than Daniel Jones. And no, I think he is better than Daniel Jones. I, I would 
I would hope so. But the fact that I don't know that definitively at this point is part of the problem. And, and, but in a micro, on a micro sense, simply do this. Don't turn the ball over. 15 interceptions last year, mm. 14 fumbles. He dropped the ball 14 mm. times the year before. Both of those were league-leading numbers. And that goes to what Emmy was saying about just don't lose the game for me because I believe that has been a big element to why the he and the Cowboys have underachieved because simply ball security. Just don't make those mistakes that put the rest of the team in a difficult position. Shady, you got me nervous because I, I hear notes flipping. I hear these notes flipping. I just, I just think that with, with Dak Prescott, uh, the question is, what, what do we need to see from him this what year? You need, what you need to see? Well, obviously, the obvious is like less picks. All right. Well, being serious, I, I think we need to see him be being the factor that, that wins the big games and the big moments. Every time we watch the Cowboys, when they're in a big game, a big moment, especially in the playoffs, he's the weak link. He's always losing the game for them, right? 2021 uh, against the Niners at home, right? He put, they put up, what, 17 points? Mm-hmm. He had 200 yards. He had a pick. That was a big reason why they lost the game. Then you look back at this year when they had the Niners on the road. They put up 13 points, 12 points, something like that. He had two picks, 200 yards. He threw a pick in the, the Cowboys' red zone. He threw a pick in the 49ers' red zone. And they lost the game. Every time I see a big moment where the Cowboys in the playoffs, he's the reason why they are losing. So for me, I got to see him go out there and actually win these games. The same way how you, you went out and you spanked up on a bad, bad, you know, Tampa Bay team. Yeah. I want to see the same thing against a good team. Mm. And get to a conference game like Joey talked about. So I don't want to, you know, kill Dak too much. I mean, the obvious is the obvious. You know, everybody's eyeballs works and they see the type of games he plays in the big moments. We need to see something different. That's all with me. But don't, go ahead. The interceptions last year were obviously a massive problem and a big part of it. But he doesn't actually traditionally turn the ball over that much. Last year was kind of a. I, I, I got to go lately. I don't know about. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah. And, you're, and you're right. Lately. Yeah, I don't know like, about last year years. was a disaster. Yeah, but yeah, he, doesn't, yeah. he doesn't turn the ball over that much normally. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about what we need to see from Dak, like we've seen Dak be efficient and not turn the ball over that much. We've seen Dak with an incredible run game. We've seen Dak with one of the top defenses in the league. We've seen Dak with an all pro receiver. What. We've seen Dak with a high-level offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. offensive-minded coach. Like, all of these things should line up to he doesn't actually have to be the best player on the field. I, I don't think Matthew Stafford was necessarily the best player on the field in that Super Bowl yep. that he won. He certainly wasn't the best player on the field for most of the season. He had all kinds of turnover issues. Don't lose the game. Don't be the reason that they lose. And, and time and time again, particularly in the postseason, he's been that. So for me, I'm like, I don't, I don't need to kill Dak. I don't, I've moved past having the expectations of Dak that are unrealistic. I think he's a good player. What's fascinating for me, though, I do think, and I dare I say we've been kind of harsh on Dak Prescott only because I would say that he is unequivocally better than Daniel Jones. I would say that well, his resume he says he is. Correct. Like, yeah, I would understood. say that. But... Really, for me, and, and Shady, let me know if you co-sign on this one. Dak needs to be the best quarterback on the field more often than not. If you think about his six playoff games, he's only been the unequivocal best quarterback on the field by his play in 2018 when they beat the Rams versus Jared Goff and when they beat the Bucks this past season because he outplayed Tom Brady significantly and substantially. But outside of that, 
There hasn't been a time in the playoffs where you can say Dak is outplaying that opposing quarterback. And to me, you have to outplay the opposing player on your the opposing player on the other team, especially if you're a quarterback. So I need to see Dak not only don't be the reason your team loses, but like you got to be better than Brock Purdy. You got to go out there and you got to be better than Matthew Stafford. You got to be better than these guys that you're playing against. And truth be told, in the NFC at quarterback this year, there is no quarterback that should be better than Dak outside of Jalen Hurts. And if you a Dak Prescott fan, you should say even Jalen Hurts shouldn't be better. So I thought we were at a place now where we were saying, just don't lose the game. And that to me sounds like I have to win it or that Dak has to win it because we're saying he has to be better than the other quarterback. To me, it's just don't make those backbreaking decisions or plays that end up losing you the game, putting you at a disadvantage. So this is the question I have for you guys is, do you think that Dak can be, do you think he's talented enough to be sort of the Matthew Stafford high wire act where I'm going to be a gunslinger. I'm, I'm going to make big plays, but I'm also going to make some plays that we've got to recover from. Or is he more of a game manager where if he just minimizes the mistakes that he can do enough to get you there? For me, it's simple. Dak Prescott's no longer a caterpillar. He's a butterfly. And that's the dilemma. His rookie year, he's a caterpillar. Hey, don't do nothing. 23 touchdowns, I believe it was four interceptions. I think he may have also had six rushing touchdowns. Again, not looking at my notes, this is just what off memory. Correct me if I'm wrong off camera. But after that, after his rookie season, by 2018, then it was like, hey, Dak, you got to go light it up. A tree cannot go back into a seed. Once his mindset has flipped into go light it up mindset, mm. that's all you've seen from Dak. Yeah. That's why I co-signed what Shady said. I don't want to hear about the fact that Dak don't usually turn the ball over. Yeah, his rookie year he didn't. Maybe his third year I think he hasn't. But Dak Prescott has had multiple double-digit interception right. seasons. Because now Dak Prescott flies. He's not a caterpillar yeah. anymore. You can't tell a full-grown German Shepherd go back into being a pup. Gotcha. And he's a full-grown German Shepherd now. He gunslinging, 4,900 yards passing. You can't ask him to go back and be safe. Remember when Dez Bryant was first in Dallas when Dak Prescott was there in 2016? You probably remember this. Dez was mad because mm -hmm. Romo would just throw it up. Mm -hmm. When Romo was the quarterback, Romo would just throw it up. But Dak showed up, and Dez was like, come on, bro, just throw it up. Right. If I'm covered, I'm not covered. Yep. That Dak ain't this Dak. Yep. This Dak just throws that thing in the traffic. He throws it wherever <laughs> because now he is fully developed into that gunslinger quarterback. But this goes against what, uh, to me, against Mike McCarthy taking over, the, over the, the play calling. Because what were we led to believe in Mike taking it over, which run is we're going to run the ball more, we're going to be a little more conservative, right? So it sounds like Mike's idea is to kind of pull the reins back and not have Dacky, and that's the, that's the direction. Ran, I feel like they, well, every time they got in trouble, they ran the ball. Thank you. So when he said that, I, I didn't really understand. Yeah, I felt like they, they ran the ball, ball. really I, well like, last year. I won't call Mike McCarthy a liar, but no. that statement was lying. But it mm. sounds, it always sounds good when, whenever a coach comes out and says we're going to run the ball. Correct. Until you look at the statistics and you're like, they be running uh, you gotta, the ball. You gotta throw it sometimes. They be like the Cowboys do run, run the ball. ball. Like what yeah. we talk, like McCarthy said that because you need a reason to fire Kellen Moore. Yeah. And after losing, and Dak Prescott, like Shady has already mentioned brilliantly, threw two picks, and he almost threw another pick to Greenlaw coming out of his own end zone because he tried to throw a stick out to Dalton Schultz and Greenlaw jumped it. Jumped at it. the point in which that happens, Mike McCarthy needs a reason to fire Kellen Moore. Well, what's the reason? Uh, we didn't run. Yeah, yeah. We'll say we didn't run the ball. Yeah. Tony Pollard was running. Yeah. Zeke was running. Yeah. So don't tell me you don't run the ball.
And on top of that, so you bring in Brandon Cooks, who's a thousand yard receiver, right? Yeah. You already have an all pro and CD Lamb. Yep. Draft a tight end in the second round. Yeah. So like you do all that to run the ball? Yeah. And and your quarterback, right? Is one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. So you don't pay a guy that much money to, to just hand the ball off. Correct. Okay, so but Correct. here's the question. Correct. Can, with all those Thank with you. all those toys now, with all that that talent, are you confident that Dak can utilize those pieces? That it was there wasn't enough talent there? During the regular season, sure. I'm not I'm not big on Dak. I think people love Dak. I think he's a good person. I think they love about him, but when I watch him play, I don't see tons of talent. I think if you have a safe offense, you're going to run the ball a lot, big lineman, a couple of receivers here and there, he'd be a good fit for him. If you take the ball out of his hands. Yeah. But then again, it's like, well, if you have a quarterback that's making so much money, you should just get a rookie to do that. True. Right? The, the reason I have more confidence now than ever in the Cowboys isn't as much about the Cowboys. It's more about everybody else. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you all already know, he's not going to win a Super Bowl, but he's going to be in the playoffs, and you're going to have to go through him. Cowboys, unfortunately, cannot. We've seen that, I think it was in 2014. We've seen it in 2016. Aaron Rodgers is now gone. Cowboys, you got to go through Jimmy Garoppolo. you got to go through a 49ers quarterback. 49ers don't have a quarterback. So thankfully, you would think they're out the way. So now who do you have to go through? Tom Brady's out the way. It's the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Like, who do you have to you go see him twice a year. Exactly. So you're going to see him for the third time. You got to go through Derek Carr and the Saints. Got to go through Bryce Young and the Panthers. You got to go through maybe Geno Smith. Give him some credit. But truth be told, I give him credit. Maybe Detroit. But you're not fair. But right. the Cowboys haven't been to an NFC Championship game in, what, 27 years? Hmm. Am I shorting them a year? Might be 28. I lost count. A long time. Almost as long as I've been alive. And Dak wasn't playing for all those years. Mm-hmm. I know you don't like to subscribe to my Cowboys conspiracy theory, but... This team is always talented. They always have a lot of talent. We can go year by year by year, go back decades. They always have talent. It's the Cowboys. What are you saying? It's, it's more of the Cowboys than a, a Dak thing? I mean, we can, we can go like See, compare I, I rosters and, and say got, that there's other, there's other teams that have talented rosters just, and are missing pieces, and they don't get where they need to go. I don't play that game. I like to play recent. What's the most recent? Right? Because we can always, I mean, you probably got some truth to this, all them years and all that. That's cool. I think the Cowboys do have a talented team. When I, when I played them, when I was playing them, they wasn't as talented as they are now. Like, right now, they got to be easily top three most talented team in the yeah. league. Defense, defense, defense? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, my thing is, look, man, we need to see it. And every time that we look at the Cowboys, when they lose, it's one position every time. Even the, the Hollis was watching. Mm-hmm. Them, them picks that you're showing. They was losing them games. No. Every game they lost is because of Dak. So I didn't see him in a big moment winning games. Don't, or not even win it. Just don't lose it. Yeah, yeah. Just don't yeah. lose it. Incredibly well set up. Greetings, soccer fans. Are you ready for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup? Because we are. That's right. Australia, New Zealand, look out. State of the Union is coming. Off the post and in. And we'll be going above and beyond down under. We'll have new podcast episodes every single match day. So follow Alexi Lawless's State of the Union on the Fox app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up with your family? I'm hoping y'all are enjoying your time off. We in the studio at work for you. And speaking of work, a lot of players found new work with new teams. Top five winners this NBA all season. We got to get right to it. I'm going to give it to you in ascending order. At number five, it is the Los Angeles Lakers for really one clear reason. The Denver Nuggets got worse, and the Denver Nuggets were the best team in the West. They were the team that was better than the Lakers. So the Lakers, with the addition of Gabe Vincent, plus some other subsidiary additions, I believe that the Lakers are an addition because of the subtraction 
of the Denver Nuggets. At number four, this is a little bit of a surprise, but bear with me. I'm going to go with Jordan Poole. Now you're thinking to yourself, Acho, why the heck is Jordan Poole a winner? Because he already won himself a championship. That's hard to do. But now he's free from the toxicity. I get it, I get it, I get it. He might have been the toxicity wherever you go, there you are. But assume for a second it was Draymond. Jordan Poole, he's free to take as many shots as he wants. He's free to get the buckets that he always wanted to get. And now he doesn't have to deal with the drama from the old heads. And number three, Dylan Brooks. Think about this for a second. Everybody was trying to say, like Shady's off-camera laughter, that Dylan Brooks is a joke. Who is Dylan Brooks? Dylan Brooks is going to be playing in China. They said he better learn Mandarin. They said he better learn Cantonese. Well, now he's learning how to deposit $80 million into the bank. That is what Dylan Brooks just signed for. Dylan Brooks, third biggest winner at number two, Chris Paul. For the entirety of his career, he has longed to get a championship. But in all of sports, what better organization to try to acquire a championship for than the Golden State Warriors? One of the most winning organizations in the history of basketball, particularly in a 10-year period. Chris Paul, huge winner. And at number one, is there another answer besides Bradley Beal? I mean, Bradley Beal has lived his NBA life in purgatory as great as he is. And he's one of only four players to average 30 points in two of the last four seasons. Rewind that and hear that statistic again in your free time. Bradley Beal only has three All-Star games because he's been in NBA purgatory. But now he will be where the lights are bright, playing with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. That is my top five. But Slick Rick Buecher, you are the NBA insider extraordinaire. So after looking at mine, I want to hear what yours is all right well i have no problem with your list but it is dramatically different than my and list. that's why so you are here that's why i'm here let's start out with number five let's go with the uh the los angeles clippers i can't forget that this would just be a time where people didn't want to be with the clippers unless you paid them a ton of money yep. we got russell westbrook coming back on a two-year less than eight million dollar deal Fish. and mason Plumley coming back on one year for five million they may not be champions but they now have players that are willing to take less in order to stay. You got Draymond on here. Draymond Green. So I haven't forgotten. We were talking all year about how, where's Draymond going to get traded to? Or where's Draymond going to have to sign? Or what's going to happen to Draymond? Draymond just tricked $27 million. And said, I'll pass on that. Into. And give me four years and a hundred mil that takes me to, what, age 36, 37? And I get to stay with the Golden State Warriors. Winner, winner. Winner, winner. Los Angeles Lakers, can't forget about them. Look, they got Austin Reeves back on yep. a great contract, 13 mil per year. Resigned Rui Hachimura and then went out and got Gabe Vincent uh, on a decent deal. And Jackson Hayes, shot blocker. So they're going to be better. And most important, they kept the pieces that they wanted to. Number two. Cavaliers, this might be a little surprise to you. I was uh, surprised. Those, yes, for those who aren't paying attention, but one of the big issues that the Cleveland Cavaliers had against the New York Knicks in particular and against teams in general is that they did not shoot the three okay. very well. Who's so the they big went addition? Out and they got George and Yang from the Philadelphia 76ers and Max Struess from the Miami Heat. That is going to open up space. They didn't lose anybody, and now that's going to open up space for Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. It's going to make a big Who's the biggest winner, Slick? Come on, Who's man. the biggest winner? Frederick Edmund Van Vliet. Come on down. Now the highest paid undrafted player in NBA history. Tell me that money. Tell Three me that money. Three years, 130 mil. Now, last year is not guaranteed, but he is going to be making the same amount of money this coming season as Anthony Davis. 
If that ain't a winner for Fred, <laughs> I don't know what is. Let's head to the desk. Let's head to the desk. I appreciate that. Slick, Rick, the Buker. Joy, there are a lot of offseason winners so far. Who is your biggest offseason winner in the NBA? Yeah, y'all some wild boys for those lists. I didn't see those until you just went up. <laughs> um, I mean, you have to go Phoenix. Until, obviously, Dame ends up in Miami, which is, which is about to happen. But uh, temporarily, it's Bradley Beal. Obviously, Phoenix was a team that we thought was capable of making it to the finals last year. They had some depth issues. They brought in a lot of young players. They obviously still kept, kept Aiden at this point. So they have, a, they have a core four, if you want to call mm-hmm. it that. Now, they're extremely top-heavy. But that is a move that I think makes them uh, truly a contender. And a whole season with all those guys together is going to be significant. 2-5. I'm going to go with uh, the Warriors. You know, like Steve Kerr said this. He said that there's no way that the Warriors could compete for a championship if Draymond Green is not on the team. Mm. So what do they do? They got Draymond Green. And at a good number. I mean, his last contract was averaging about $24 million with three years with an extension. And this year... It was a four-year deal for 100 million. So it's what 25. So mm-hmm. I like that it, with the money we kind of managed that, and mm-hmm. he, he took a good deal for us. But and you add in Chris Paul, right? With the second unit, that was our weakest unit, I think, just from the turnovers, um, the bad and the bad, uh, the bad play, I think, from Poole. You change that, you get Chris Paul, a veteran. A guy like Kaminga will, will use, be utilized so much different now, I think, with Chris mm-hmm. Paul. So I like that move for the Warriors. Let's talk NFC quarterbacks. It's about to be my favorite conversation of the day. Lions defensive back Jerry Jacobs, he said his guy Jared Goff is in the top five in the conference. But did he make my top five? Going to give you the list. Number one, it is very easy, and I hope to see nobody dispute it. Jalen Hurts, obviously. Jalen Hurts, he's got to be the most talented quarterback in the NFC. At number two. This is where I have Dak Prescott. I get it. How in the world is Dak Prescott at number two? I will explain. Dak Prescott is consistently good. If he starts the entirety of the season, he does not have a losing season. He has commanded multiple number one offenses. He's had number one offenses that are top ten in passing and top ten in rushing. I have to respect the consistency of number four. At number three, I have to respect the Super Bowl ring of Matthew Stafford. Why isn't Stafford ahead of Dak? Well, number one, he had a concussion last season, y'all, and he tried to return from the concussion but then was put back in concussion protocol i'm paying attention to that also out of a plausible 34 opportunities to win games in the regular season matthew stafford has only won 15 regular season games in los angeles i get he won a super bowl i'm respecting the super bowl that's why he's at three at number four jared goff jared goff balled out last year with the Detroit Lions. I expect much more of the same. Furthermore, when you think about the quarterbacks behind me and their receiving cores, you can think of the superstar names. Cooper Cup, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown. When you think about Jared Goff, he doesn't have no first-team All-Pro out there catching passes from him. And lastly, at number five, Geno Smith. What Geno Smith did with the Seahawks last year, what he did with his completion percentage at and above 68%, how he got the Seahawks to the playoffs when everybody thought they were rebuilding and tanking, absolutely phenomenal. That's my top five quarterbacks in the NFC. Hurts, Prescott, Stafford, Goff, Geno Smith heading to the desk because we got to catch up with everybody else. The producers have told me I'm going to hear some craziness from Mm. some lists, but Shady, what is yours? Where you at with your top? <laughs> you can't cheat. You can't cheat. Why are you glaring and slick? I'm asking your list. My, right top, now, my top five would be Jalen Hurts, Matthew Stafford, okay. Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff. You got Dak after Kirk. You got to break this down for you. I mean, they're, they're like the same. 
Mm-hmm. I think they're the same guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, one guy's a little darker than the other one. Same guy to me. Or is there a difference? <laughs> okay, break this down. Come Stafford on. at two. All because of the Super Bowl? Yeah. But first of all, let's not act like he's not one of the most talented quarterbacks on this side. Mike Matthew Stafford. Not tripping. Okay, but he's yeah. famine though, right? Talented, and he got one out there and won a cha- championship. The Rams can win nothing. They go out there, they get Matthew Stafford in the mm. first year, he bring a chip back home. Mm. I don't care if he got hurt the next year after that or whatever, but when you bring a chip home to a city, to a team, to a franchise, that matters. Unless you want me to go with the guy that doesn't do that. How is he not? It's up to you. Well, no, it's up okay. to you, guys. It's up to you. Yeah. It's up to me. Joy, it is up to you. Your top five. Where you at? This is hurting my soul. Obviously, Jalen's the best. Yeah. Nobody's going to say that he's not. <laughs> Except uh, Jalen's just big. <laughs> no, Jalen is the best in the NFC. He's number one. He's, well, he's, on your, he's number one. You know that. Matthew Uno. Stafford. Zach Prescott, if you want to swap Zach out for Kirk Cousins, I'm fine with that also. <laughs> Derek Carr. And Jared Goff. Mm. I really, you can argue amongst yourselves after two. Really, it's, it's not going to hurt my feelings either way. I have Cousins at six, Stan Jones at seven, Bryce Young at eight. Derek oh, wow. Carr. You, did, you, you, you get extra credit. I like Derek Carr. I, like oh, I think Derek's going to do well. I think they're going to win the division. I want to put him in there. I wanted to put, I, just out of respect for Derek Carr, I want to put him there. Mm. But my soul just wouldn't allow me to do it. How it's, does Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl, what was it, five years ago? Six years ago? Last. Was it Stafford? two years ago? Mm-hmm. Two years ago, right? Yeah, two years ago. Pretty big deal. Matt Stafford, two years ago? Yeah. So he had no, one like... season in which he was concussed and was injured. And now we're going to play. He falls off. The, he falls off. Nah, he didn't fall off. I just, I like consistency. And he got an arm, too. Ooh, I like consistency out you. of my QBs. Oof. Stafford, just for me, is just inconsistent. Even the year he won the Super Ooh, Bowl. Was, I mean, but you think Dak is better than Matthew Stafford? Dak's just so much more consistent. What about all the years? Losing and losing and picks. What's picks. Zach doing? Not losing. Zach does not have. Zach don't lose. He doesn't have a losing season. He just loses. He also has. He just loses yeah, the game. Way better than what Matt Stafford has. Yeah. I think I probably, I'm but this is what I don't understand. They, like you guys are all. This hurts my soul. Why? Okay. Why? Jalen hurts. We are putting him at the top. Yes. So who should be then? Matt Stafford should be number one without huh. question. Huh. Well, based on their without logic, question. I won't argue because. What I heard from you, Acho, was that, well, I can't trust him because he's had a concussion. But we just got out of a segment where you're telling me that Tua could lead the freaking Miami Dolphins to a Super Bowl. So if a guy can come back from a concussion, why can't Matthew Stafford? If I look at Stafford's year in 21, it was better than Jalen Hurts' year last year. Okay, but Jalen was all pro last year. Oh, I'm I, okay. I'm just talking about performance and accomplishment. You're on to something. Guy You're on to something. Who be, was able to close the deal? Who had to go through Tom Brady and had to go through Joe Burrow? Oh my God, the three. Jalen. Wait, you have a problem with that? You, get, I, you got off of the Matt Stafford argument awfully quickly. No, no, no. I, I, I actually love your Matt Stafford argument okay. because I think your argument is actually right. Yeah, it's come that, on over to the Rams well, side. No, what I'm I knew what happened eventually. <laughs> I knew I would get y'all eventually. Rams Nation. If they're putting Stafford, if they're <laughs> putting, time. if they're putting Stafford at two because he's won a Super Bowl, then yes. you actually have to put Stafford at one. Where did you put Stafford at? He's at three. Stafford's at three on your yeah. But if so how do you have Matthew Stafford at three, but you don't? You not? You have the Seahawks winning the division? Yeah. How'd that work? I think the Rams roster is atrocious. 
atrocious. Bad. Like, but but bad don't they have the best bad. receiver in the, the division? They have the best receiver. And they have the best, best quarterback. And they have the best defensive line. No doubt about they it. They have the best coach in the division. Yes. And they and that all those four pieces out of 22. So, so be all that, all those nine wins from the Seahawks last year. Yeah, I mean, it's... Come on it's, over. It's, no, no, you want to no. do it. I think the Rams are going to win, like, six games this year. I think they'll tap, but... Wow. What's your issue with Jared Goff at three? He's been to a Super Bowl. Right? My issue is, respectfully, a lot of guys have been to a Super Bowl. Respect, Not a lot of guys on this Not a lot of guys on this list. <laughs> Jared Goff gave us... Oh, man. That last season... How much stock do we buy into it? Like, I really was using... For Detroit? My list was... Excellent. He could have been a Pro Bowler this year. I think he was. Was he not last year? I think Jared Goff made the Pro Bowl. I think yeah, Jared Goff, Geno Smith. Yeah, last year. Yeah, last year. I, my list was really based on equity. I put Jalen Hurts at number one because I didn't want Shady to come over my, my head with a, with, a, with a speak mug. So I put him at number one just to kind of duck and cover. But truthfully, outside of that, that's why I had Dak at two is because Dak is actually never bad. Like, n- never bad. It is, it is crazy on, how never bad don't, Dak don't is. Don't say he's never was bad. Don't say that. He never has been That's bad. That's not true, though. He's like he was never, bad last year. He was real season. bad. Hold on, hold on. You can't say he was never bad. He they won 12 last year, Somebody, 80. So 12. He, the, he was good last year? Yeah. The Cowboys were good. When Dak was there, so, that come offense come was number so, one. Hold on, hold on. If you lead the league in picks, yep. right, play less games than any other quarterback. Sure, Matthew Stafford. How is that a – hold on, hold on, hold on. This is All right, I'm one person at a time. Go ahead. So, if you lead the, me. If you lead – the league and picks. You lead the league and pick sixes. Mm-hmm. How is that a good year? I'm tripping. Like you are tripping because your list has Matthew Stafford at number two, and he led the league in picks the year they won the Super Bowl, and he led the league in picks. Wait, what did he do? What did he do at the end? What did he do at the end? The Super Bowl. Just, was that a good year? But what did he do at the end? He won the Super Bowl. What did Dak do? He lost the game for him. He absolutely did. How do you have, how do you have 15 turnovers though, bro, and only 12 games? That's hard to do. That's hard Wait, to what do. are we talking about? So, very, so, don't, so don't lie to me and don't lie to America. I'm not lying to the people. You told him that he had a good year last he year. He did. Shady, the Cowboys' offense was number one when Dak Prescott was on the field. I can't see. You know how many 40-point games you know they the had? Sad part is, like, this is the reason why a lot of Dallas fans, a lot of people out there, they support Dak. Because it's guys like you that's not keeping it 1,000. If you said that, yo, majority of the time Dak is consistent, plays well. Yes. I would, I would say, you know what, that's, that's, that's some true. part true. Right. But when you said that he never plays bad. In the season. He had a bad year last no. year. And I'm not going to let nobody else tell me different. He didn't have a bad year. He threw a lot of picks. But if your offense is still number one, it's not a bad year. It is not a great year. <laughs> How's that a good thing, though? If, you, if I leave the league and fumble. So let me ask you. Like, Shay, all I ever heard of what? my whole life in football is one thing. What's the one thing? My like whole life. Any coach. I could just play a coach on TV. Remember this? Take care of the football. Take care of the ball. Here's what I'm saying, though. That's the main thing. But here's what I can't let y'all do because y'all's logic is flawed. At the point in which the playoffs started in 2021, the 2021 season, Mm -hmm. nobody would have said Matthew Stafford had a bad year. He had 41 touchdowns. He had 17 interceptions. I get, like, at the point in which the playoffs started, you wouldn't have said he had a bad year. You wouldn't have said it. The we evidence of the postseason. Agreed. Right. We so can't play this game, bro. It made his year. What you did? It made, it, it made his year better. Wait, wait, wait. He made the whole team better. They couldn't do that. They bring him. They go straight. Did Cooper there. Cup take a take a step? Did OBJ recover his career by by going there? Yeah. And was Matthew Stafford not coming in there starting fresh with a brand new team? Where I'm going to give him a little ramp to to pick it up. The thing I've seen with Dak 
is Dak is as good as the talent around him. That's, that's true. As, as the offensive line has fallen off, as the running game has fallen off, where everything else is determines how good Dak is. But, Matt Stafford this is just was the difference for the Rams. Matthew Stafford and Dak, because talent-wise, you agree, they're not close, though, right? Yes, agreed. They're not even no, close talent-wise. Okay, okay, but here's right. my thing. What we cannot do on this show I might do does it. not act like Von Miller. Oh, oh here we go. We're, oh, my God, here Von go. Miller? Here we we're, go. Oh, my God, in the first ballot Hall of Famer? Come we're on. not going to act like Von Miller didn't show up? No, was he was so Von did. Miller Aaron was Donald, like, did. Like, sure. Let's Aaron establish Donald. the fact that, well, Aaron Donald was at least on the Super Bowl team in 2019 when they went and lost to the Patriots, 2018-2019 year. Aaron Donald was great, too. Von Miller was a new addition to that team. Yes. Leonard Floyd, a 10-sack guy, was on that team. Right. Odell Beckham was on that team. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, he obviously helped as well. But I'm not just going to sit here and be like, it was all Stafford. No, no, no. Nobody I'm not said going it was there. all Stafford. But uh. Stafford came there and won a Super Bowl at the most important position with a team that had gone to a Super Bowl. Come on now. A few it, years before that. And at what point have you said Dak Prescott carried the Dallas Cowboys to this victory in a meaningful one? Haven't. Well, they don't go to NFC Championship games, so they can't. We can't talk that's, about that's, that. That's, that's the hole for me, is... Dak has been good. You're right. And, th- and th- this is why oh, we yes. get into this argument. And this is why Cowboys fans hate when people hate on, on Dak. Because they're like, look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. And you know this as well as anybody. Like, translate the numbers into what they Games. mean as far as the success of the team and important situations. Pick. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Pick. Pick. Lose the game. Pick. Oh, he dropped the pick. Lose the game. <laughs> That's Dak Prescott in the playoffs. Am I tripping? Sounds you're, like you're a. Not, um, you're not tripping. It should be a song. Pick. <laughs> pick. Oh, so it sounds like a video. Pick six. Pick Lose six. Pick. Pick. Pick six. Pick six. This <laughs> is one time. <laughs> Finish it. Emmy, this is one time. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> going left. You gotta come with us. You gotta come with us. The breaking NBA news as of late is Dame Lillard wanting gout, but it has gotten more specific. A report says his agent has been receiving calls and has been fielding them, but Dame wants to go to Miami, period. Seven-time All-Star. He's not going to want to go to another place and sit there unhappy. Slick, my, my new thought is like, yo, Dame, maybe you should be more open-minded. Mm-hmm. I understand wanting to go to Miami, but more than just going to Miami, you should be willing to go to any organization in my mind that you believe can win a championship this year. I think Miami is one. I think Boston is one. Next rung under. I think, or uh, same rung, Milwaukee. Then I think you go to Philadelphia only because I don't necessarily fully trust Joel Embiid. But to say I only want to go to Miami, period, is where I start to wrestle with, are you being too close-minded? Are you being too close-focused and not being willing to receive the blessing that might be behind door number two, not just door number one? Yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you. Now, I don't blame him if he's going to take the safe. You know, it's it's like the game show. You can have (laughs) the thing that you can see, or you can have the prize behind door number one, two, or three, right? And, and for me, Miami is the safe choice. We know what they are. We know what their culture is. We know who the head coach is. We know their experience. We know who the star players are. The one thing we don't know is, like, what other players are they going to lose? And they've already lost some. And that is important because if I look at the, the players that potentially could be going out, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, they're already gone. Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, they probably would be going out. Victor Oladipo, already gone. Those guys during the regular season averaged almost 50 points. 
uh, during the playoffs, those guys averaged almost 52 points. Dame, regular season, averages 32 points. And for his career in the playoffs, he averages 25-7. So I understand you're going to find some other role players. You're going to find some other guys who are going to contribute. But the idea that Damian could make up for all the pieces that you're losing is a little more challenging, especially if I look at a Philadelphia or a Boston or a Milwaukee where if I look at those players, I can expect, like, I have great players. Can they up their, out, their output by f- three or four points or five points when Dame comes in? I, that's where if it's, if it's championship, I, I look at all of the variables and the options. If it's, I just want to be in a good place mm-hmm. for the next three, four years, then I have no, I have no problem with, with going to Miami. I mean, they were the only team in the finals for the Eastern Conference this year. So, <laughs> well, they, they only let one team go. They only let one team go, and it was all the I was all those other guy. teams. I should look at me. I was like, go. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I those She's other teams tired were of looking not at me there. This. That's why. It was only Miami. Miami's been to two finals in the last four years, so that's more than the Sixers and more than Boston. You could argue Milwaukee, but that was with a different coach and co- different coaching staff and a different lineup of players and a healthier Chris Middleton. To me, if I'm making a decision of this precision, of this, of this demand level, I'm not being open-minded. I'm being very specific and very intentional because the purpose is to win a championship. I want the least amount of questions at the highest level, meaning I need to know who's going to be coaching the team and what they've done in that city, what that organization has done before I got there to compete for championships. Who are the stars? Do I fit with those stars? Am I the same as those stars? Do I, do I bring the same thing that the stars that are there already provide? Am I supplementing that? Is the star reliable? We, we can go to each of these other teams and go down the list and check those things off one by one, and you still land with Miami being the safest, most sensible place to go if you're trying to win a championship. There's other teams who are in the championship conversation. I can go down the list and check off things that would make me uncomfortable if I was Damian Lillard. New coach, star is injured, or maybe had some surgery this off season. Maybe we have some changes at at the other levels. Who are those teams giving up? Does this organization show the ability to bring in other players when they lose players, to develop players, to find players that fit within this roster? It always comes back to Miami. And there were reports that he was interested in Golden State, as yep. we talked about in the break. Yep. So he obviously is being, or was being open-minded at some point, and those, those places did not end up being where he ended up. Can I, can I throw one wrinkle in why I would be hesitant if I was Damien about Miami? Sure. And that's in comparison to Milwaukee in particular, or Golden State. Well, Golden State's off the table, but... Can Jimmy... Jimmy and Bam, are they championship caliber players? That's the question I've been sitting on. The reason I've been sitting on Enjoy, you'll probably find this most fascinating. I don't know why I haven't gotten to this sooner. We all collectively agreed after watching Miami uh, this last season that Bam obviously isn't the number one and Jimmy Butler isn't the number one. We've qualified number one being can you be the best player on a championship team? We had these conversations on camera. We had these conversations off camera. Milwaukee really predicated upon that would truly be the safest place because we know that Giannis can be a number one, the best player on a championship team. If we're being honest with ourselves, we don't know about that with Philly. 
Yep. We don't know if That's Embiid fair. can be the best player on a championship team. I would love to be able to believe that about Jason Tatum, but truth be told, six, seven years in, I still can't fair. say that with full fervency and with full belief. Giannis is heart. the only one that's actually done it. So, so if we're going to so, throw the other guys in there, you can't. They so did not you can't do it. Do it. And so if you really wanted to go to a place where you know you have the best chance of winning a championship, I would want to do that with a team that has recently won a championship, with a roster that has recently won a championship, with players that do understand how to get there. I'll be a new coach, but I have seen teams get to championships, LeBron James, with a new coach. LeBron James is one of one. So... I, is there another one? That- well, I'm just thinking Anthony Davis went to join LeBron James and Frank Vogel in L.A. Frank Vogel never having won a championship before. Mm-hmm. And won hey, wait, a championship. Was he a head coach before? I mean, if there's, if there's a, yeah, yeah, but. I think he came from overseas at the time, though. Frank? Yeah. Because uh, he was in Indiana in like 13, 14. Indiana, then yeah. Or, then Orlando. He, yeah. But in, in any case, I, I, I mean. Looking at parallels, and I think we've made this parallel before. With we're not. We're, we're a little off the parallels now. We're kind of doing a little some other. No, AD going from a small market, going to uh, at least a, a a franchise with championship pedigree. He hadn't had it for a couple of years, and a championship winning caliber number one in LeBron James, the, the greatest player of our generation. Okay, and ended up winning. Winning that ring, like did, yes. that to me, there. If I'm looking at particulars, and I'm Damian Lillard, I would say, okay, I see the avenue. Which, 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 even though we have a new coach in Milwaukee, we have a championship caliber player. I'm not saying that Milwaukee is a terrible choice. I'm just saying if I, I am, I don't, I want to take as many question marks off the table if I am going to choose to go to another place. Mm -hmm. So if Dame is saying he only wants to go here, it's because he wants the least amount of question marks. But I still have a big one there, which is like... My question is... The least amount would be Milwaukee. That's what I would say. They have a new head coach that's never been a head coach But here's the thing, though. The... The culture, like you mentioned, is established in terms of. I know I, I mentioned earlier that having a new coach is, is hard, but with Giannis, Middleton, everyone there who has done it the past, yep. whatever, four or five years, it's there. So he's come, that coach is coming into a situation, he's going to lean heavily on the players because if he comes there and he's trying to demand and be a dictator, he's going to lose everyone in the locker room straight up. So he's coming there knowing, understanding the situations. And plus, right, if I'm Damian Lillard and I'm looking at that team, I look around, I'm like, shoot, for me, I just got to come and shoot. Like, really, I don't need to come here and do much. I look at Miami, and I'm like, well, who – I'll ask you guys a question. Who needs more? You know, who needs who more? Like, does Miami need Damian Litter more than Little needs Miami? They both need him. They got – they lost in five in the first rounds, and their coach got fired. And Chris Chris Middleton is – With their best player missing two and a half games. I I can't – Who did – what what did he do this offseason? Was he healthy this offseason? No, he had a a minor knee injury. Yeah, Yeah, a little scope, right? Yeah, Yeah, just a little scope. He walked out the hospital. He didn't go in the wheelchair. He's good. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I don't think there is a wrong answer. I think – I just think to qualify Miami as the exclusive right answer is where I think is wrong. I don't think Miami or Milwaukee is a wrong answer, but to just simply qualify, disqualify everybody else. His agent did. Correct. But I don't you know, think agents are representation of the player. Yeah. Well, they he's not doing anything to Damian. They go, let me do this. Let me. Yeah. He's not doing anything that Damian doesn't want him to do. Yeah, he's letting them put that out there. Yeah. But it doesn't mean he's not open-minded. 
Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things I'm not being open-minded you about. Oh, actually, never mind. You negotiate your own deals. I forgot. <laughs> family so Aaron Rodgers you already know he is in the big apple right now he joined the New York Jets but the real question now is is he going to make the playoffs can he make the playoffs I believe he can I believe he will and it's very simple when I look at the playoff picture I got the Chiefs I got the Bills I got the Bengals I got the Jags I got the Ravens I got the Dolphins I will break it down as to why I don't know necessarily what order these teams are going to be and I think the Chiefs will be the one seed the Bills could be the three the Bengals could be the two the Ravens could be the two the Bills could be the five the Dolphins could be the I don't know I don't care what I do know is there's one playoff spot open the seventh seed. I think all those teams are locked. The seventh seed is open. Where is that seventh seed going to come from? In my mind, Chargers, Jets, Browns, Broncos. Chargers, Jets, Browns, Broncos. That's the team that's going to be the seventh seed. My money is on Aaron Rodgers ascending a top five defense to the seventh seed. So, Will, as I see it, Joy, as I see it, there's really one spot open. I know the historical data about the new teams in the playoffs year in and year out, but I believe there's one spot open. I'm convinced, Will, that that one spot belongs to the Jets. Are you as well? Will they make the playoffs? I believe they will, but there's going to be there might be some other spots open. Mm. I feel like I feel like the one thing that no one's really talking about with Cincy is that they lost Jesse Bates and Von Bell. They, yep. they lost their big two, safeties. Their two like, and they got paid. Those are like legit big time safeties. And so my biggest concern is for them defensively. You know, is like is that's going to be an issue? And so I'm worried about them because I feel like I feel like the Steelers are trending up. So you think it'll be even more competitive than just that the, nor- the North? The North is going to be nuts. The AFC North is going to be crazy. Um, and then I feel like with the AFC South, like that is also wide open. I understand, I understand yes, what Jacksonville did coming back, and now, now they're feeling good about themselves in year two. And, yes, I have them in as well, but that's going to be up in the air as well too. Um, to answer your question again, yes, I'm convinced the Jets do. And, and, and why? It's simple. It's just Aaron Rodgers. Like, that, was, that was the issue. Last year – they didn't have a quarterback. <laughs> now they do. Problem solved. Just, just like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. $50 million? Dollars. <laughs> I'm not convinced because of what we're looking at. Mm. Like, you're asking me, if, am I convinced? Do I think they can? Yes. Do I think they're in that, that space? Yes. But I'm not convinced because look at that. That is, that is. You know what's hard? 10 to 7 is. Going to yeah, keep somebody I th- out. I think it'll take 11. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll take 11. Tennessee well, that's what I'm saying. Like, keep somebody out. If these, these four teams, okay, maybe, maybe Tennessee sneaks in, Jacksonville sure. takes but, a step back, whatever. Somebody's got to win that division. Yep. So mm-hmm. those, those four teams, we would be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now you go to the north, like Will said. You the have Ravens the Browns, have you have the Ravens, the Steelers. That some, likely they'll have three teams in the play. They could very easily have three teams in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins. Now you have the Broncos and the Chargers. The Chargers in the playoffs last year. The Dolphins in the playoffs last year. There is some turnover, but I believe there's also one spot, and those teams have to fill it. So would I be shocked if the Jets didn't make the playoffs? No, I would not, because that's the scenario that you you have to get through. I can see them stealing two from Buffalo. I can see them sweeping that one. I can see them stealing that one. I can see him stealing New England and split Miami. I, I, I do feel him, though, because they beat the Bills last year, and then I think they lost by a possession or less. 
Yeah. But I mean, I, it's not outlandish. It's, it's not, not outlandish, outlandish, but it's also not outlandish that they could miss the playoffs. It's not outlandish, no, because they, they, oh, they have been missing the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same exercise, and I, very similar with one distinction. I, I, it's hard for me to imagine. So I got, I got, five, locks. I got five locks. Yep. The Chiefs, the Bengals, Jackson or Tennessee, whoever's winning that yep. division, Ravens, and Buffalo. So that's five. And it's hard for me to imagine the Chargers not being in the playoffs next year. I think they're ascending. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to, take, for, to see them take a step back. So that leaves one spot for the Dolphins, the Jets, the Browns, and potentially whoever is that other team in the AFC South that is competing. And so when I look at it that way, like, it really comes down to, do you believe more in the Dolphins? Do you, re- more, do you believe more in the Jets? Yeah, if that's how you pick it. That's fascinating. Because, you know, I did the opposite. I yep. locked the Dolphins, yep. unlocked the Chargers. You yep. believe in Jets or Chargers. Yep. But I don't think you're crazy either. Chargers were in the playoffs as a wild card. Dolphins were in the playoffs as a wild card. George Wright, too, like, it's hard to do. The AFC's going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy, and we can't wait for it. 